0: Our first scripture reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter four, verses five through twelve. The next day, their rulers, elders and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with the high priest Caiaphas, John and Xander and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, by what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders, For there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. We continue in the gospel of John chapter 10 verses 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We come to the end of our first half of our Easter series, Risen in Christ. And we come to something that I think we often get a little bit confused about. And I think it's that we get confused as to what it means to know of someone and to know someone. Now if we know somebody, we've got a relationship with them. We've got a feeling that we know what they're like, that we know what they're going to do, that we have an idea of all that they're going to do and we can tell people what they've done for us. If we know of someone that we know about them. We've heard about them. Maybe it's somebody famous. We know what movies they've been in. We know what songs they've sung. We know what things they have done that have put them in the headlines. But we don't know them. We don't know their inner thoughts. We don't know what they do when nobody's looking. Sometimes we get confused as to whether or not people need to know Christ or to know of Christ. And too often we decide that people just need to know of him. So we think about the good shepherd and we go, oh well, he's my savior and he died for the sins of all and he did good things. And then people know about him. They know who he is. But that doesn't tell them anything that makes them know him. Now they just know who he is, but they don't know why he's important. They don't know what he means to you. They just know what he did. And they may not even understand why that should even matter to them. On the other hand, we know somebody, when we know somebody, we know the good and the bad, we know what makes them sick, We know what they expect of us, and we know the things that we can and cannot say around them. We know the things that we shouldn't do because we know it will annoy them, and we know the things that we can do to be nice to them. And we can explain it to others in a way that they can get to know them too. I could say that that is my sister. She sits there, and she was born in 1993, and she has four older brothers Well, now you know of her but that doesn't really tell you anything about who she is Now I could say that she's a good sister and she has always been supportive and helping me and everything and that I helped to raise her because I was in high school when she was little and we had a very close relationship and until on to this day she's always been kind and loving and caring and she brought her nephew, Calvin, my son, to church today since he was visiting. And that she's a very helpful and kind person. And she'll stand up when people make false accusations about others. Now, now you've begun to know her. And now I've embarrassed her. <laughs> but that's the difference. And when we know somebody, we know of somebody. We can know of lots of things and lots of people and lots of concepts, and we can have them in us. But if we don't know, then we don't have a personal relationship. When we know our Shepherd, our Savior Jesus Christ, and we know what He has done for us, that He opened the gate to let us through, that He freed us from slavery to sin and death, that when I was at my lowest. I thought there was nobody left for me. And Christ proved me wrong. When I thought that my world was falling apart and nothing was ever going to put it back together, Christ proved me wrong. And he put the people of the church in my life to help me build it back up stronger than it ever had been before. Stronger because it was in Christ and not on my own. Christ helped me through the darkest valley and reminded me I have nothing to fear when he is with me. And he did so with his people. Christ did not appear to me in a dream. He did not strike me blind on the road. He did not suddenly appear and have dinner with me. But he did send his people into my life. But they checked in on me. They wanted to know how I was doing. They wanted to know how I was feeling. They wanted to know that I was taken care of. They wanted to know... I was feeling all right, and that if I wasn't, that there was somebody I could talk to. They did not judge me for how I had gotten there. They did not judge me for the things that I had done in my life. They did not judge me for all of those little things that built up to that point. They showed me their shepherd through their love. Through their mercy, through their forgiveness. And that's why Christ is so important to me. He's my shepherd because he has led me through the darkest of times into the light. He has given me hope when I thought there was nothing left to have hope in. I was born again in him because I felt like I was already dead. We have to be willing to tell that story. We have to be willing to tell people why Christ is the good shepherd. We have to tell them that, yes, he is the cornerstone that the builders rejected. And that he is the foundation for our lives. Because of his love. Because of his mercy. Because he looks after us. Even when we don't look after ourselves. And we have to make that a personal relationship. We can't just say, you can read and find out who he is. Because that's not going to let them live Christ. They will live Christ in our kindness. They will live him in our love. They will live him in all that we do to help others. That we do it even when we think nobody is looking because we know that Christ is looking. We do it when we think it may not affect anybody else but the person we're helping is the person we are helping deserves God's love and God's mercy. That we treat all people as children of God. Worthy of a place in the kingdom. Worthy to be part of the flock. Part of the flock because we know what God has already done for us. We know how He has already helped us. And we know that even if our faith falters and even if things get rough, We may trip. We may stumble. We may fall. But Christ will not. We may fall behind and the good shepherd will come back and take us back to be part of the flock. We may go astray. And he will seek out that one lost sheep. To bring them back to the fold. Because he loves us. And he would lay down his life for each and every one of us. Not just as a whole, but he would lay it down for each and every one of you individually. That he would give his life that you can be saved. That's how I know the shepherd is good. That's how I know he looks after me. That's how I know that he watches over the gate. That he keeps others from leading us astray. That he helps us to know the truth. That he helps us to know hope, even when we don't think there's anything to have hope in. He helps us to know love, even when we feel like there's nobody left to love us. He makes us feel whole. Because in him we belong. In him. We are made whole. So when we step out of that empty tomb, we are reminded that we are risen in Christ because we have died in Christ. We have put a life of sin to death. So that we can walk as children of the light. So that we can shine a light on our shepherd. That we can say, Him, and here's who I follow. Come and know Him. Not just about who He was, but today I will tell you who He is. That it wasn't that He died, it's that He lives now. That if we are to live and one's risen in Christ, then we must let our sinful life be put to death. That we must take up our cross and follow Him wherever He will lead us that we may take it up that we may understand the sacrifice he made for every one of God's children no matter how lost we may feel no matter how lost they might be that we treat every one of God's children as a potential member of his flock and we do what we can to bring them in because they may already be in Doing good deeds. They may already be doing all those things that Christ calls them to do, and they just may not know who their shepherd is. They may just need that little bit of hope to get them through. They may just need that kindness that Christ has shown you to be shown to them, that they too may know the good shepherd. That they may know the joy of knowing him in their hearts. And then they may find the hope that we have. Let us always be reminded that Easter is not just a day, but Easter is a way of life. That we do not simply find an empty tomb one day out of the year. We find that empty tomb every time we are reminded that we are risen in Christ. And if we are living in Him, then we are always walking out of that empty tomb. Because it is for you. Remember, it's for you. And it's for all of God's people. Some just don't know it yet. Amen.